vulnerability was a yeah. keyword I just want to say. That's been a really important sexually for us. You will end up in a rat race every time it needs to get more exciting. There's beauty in just the, a normal day. Do it with purpose and with intention. I got him a Kindle. You got her a butt plug? Kindles can be sexy. You can also just be a voyeur or be watched. We would share just 50-50. At least twice a week is good for us. Hi everyone, welcome to the O Collective Just Like You podcast. We are Diana, Wingsy, Simona, and Eden, and we're all about intimate wellness and pleasure. In this podcast, we share insights from modern third culture kids on relationships, sex, and intimacy to help you navigate your way through your intimate life. Today's episode is a very, very special one as we have brought on two guests. Of course, they come on willingly, Edgar and Greg. We will be doing flash fire Q&As with each other, discussing what it's like being in an interracial relationship, how to make long-term relationships work, and how to make it exciting, and tips for our friends out there looking for their next relationship. Let's get started, Simona and Edgar. How did you guys meet? We met 10 and a half years ago, back in Berlin. We were working for a startup, and Simona was a little boss there. She was like leading a, a big team. I was coming in there as an intern. And that's where we met. And we hang out a lot with a Dutch crew and during some beer pong and bringing Simona back home, totally drunk. I think that was the magic moment. For what about you guys? We also went home pretty drunk. Actually, I say it was, it was in Shanghai. I actually pulled a bit of a wheeze, at least according to Eden, because we've been out for drinks and then my scooter ran out of battery, which she thinks is bullshit but actually it was the case i did run out of battery and i happened to be very near her house so i had no option but to stay over at her house i live a block away you want to come over i was like well you know i can't get home so question to edgar you guys live together do you still masturbate and like when where and how i do i think there's not much of a taboo there same for uh, women they should also masturbate whenever they want and where they want. When I do it, normally Simona's not around or she is still asleep. Location-wise, it's the showers. A run, a coffee, and a wank. For me, definitely afternoon. Like, was it? Was it in command, afternoon delight? A nice little break so, in the afternoon, just to get your energy levels up again. Yeah, man, yeah, exactly. You're like, you're, you've done enough work already. It's like, all right, yeah. quick break. <laughs> you have the scene of the Wolf of Wall Street where Matthew McConaughey is explaining how often you should jerk off on the job to Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. If we're at home together, I'd be like, I'm going to go do my thing oh. in the bedroom. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to come with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a stress relief and just relaxes you. It feels good. And then you can nap for 10, 15 minutes after and then get back mm. to work. All right, Greg, do you guys use sex toys? Uh, of course, we do. Like We have done right from the start. They're, they're really fun. Why not? I also got in some pretty fun uh, male toys too. Random things to play with just to see how it feels. And I think it's also like exploration. For my first birthday that we spent together, you also got me a butt plug. Vibrating butt plug. That was pretty early on. I got him a Kindle. You got her a butt plug? Kindles can be sexy. You can get stuff in there, I guess. Now that we know you both of your masturbation schedule, how often do you guys have sex now? And how many times do you wish to have it individually? On a good week twice a week normally once a week Simona is like 
a night owl and she loves to go to bed really, really late. I like to go to bed really early. I like it to be natural, not planned out. It normally happens in the weekend where we just... We have more time. More time in bed, uh, no morning calls, more time for each other. I would like to see it. Every day. Every day, I'm not sure. I'm like... <laughs> To be honest, I don't have a sex drive of, of a crazy guy. We would bump it up to three times a week. That's a good plan. Yeah, talking about shared goals and beliefs, I think we here share the same goals. What about you guys? How often do you guys have sex? It depends on the week. It depends on how busy we are. Like all these practical things, like they, they play a part. I'd say average is like going to be like two or three. Yeah. Two or three. I have friends who really put it as a priority to have sex every day. I have one friend who's really busy. She has her own company, she has employees, he has a busy job, but they just make it a priority every morning, 7 a.m. So they're both morning persons, they just have sex every day. We were talking to Nelly last week. She would have sex every night just before I would go to sleep. Even if it's yeah. five minutes, it's nice to fall asleep. Doing it at least twice a week is good for us. For when sure, we have sure. a gap, we then feel a little bit weird there's like tension between us mm. yeah so you guys mentioned you guys have been together for 10 and a half years that's like a third of my life mm. how has it been being together for a third of your life <laughs> <laughs> it's been good we've experienced a lot we met in berlin we moved together to amsterdam then we moved together to asia and then we moved to amsterdam again so i think it was quite exciting for us because we lived in different places we experienced different cultures together i think that also made the relationship more exciting it wasn't only us it's also us discovering new places new friends new experiences it honestly hasn't felt like 10 years and I'm never really conscious of the fact that it's 10 years. You live in the moment and if it is good, if you're still happy together, then it's fine. It's, it doesn't feel like a drag. 10 years have gone by, but we still got 60 years to go. Exactly. Nice. Do you guys still hold hands? Sometimes, We yeah. hold hands when we fall asleep. Oh, that's cute. I've heard that you guys can be pretty exciting in bed. Anything to share on that front? We both feel quite comfortable. I certainly feel more able to openly share and just be myself and if, if that's a little bit weird or a little bit kinky that's perfectly good and she's also very very up for that i don't think that's like always the case like at least you know my past wasn't always the case i personally went into it just doing whatever i felt comfortable with i was comfortable with my body i was comfortable showing him what i was comfortable with mm. and i think you reciprocated with things that you like you didn't like you were afraid to share before I think that vulnerability that we shared with each other of what we like and don't like in bed, mm -hmm. in the bedroom, physically and mentally, I think that's something that we have been really just been exploring the last three years. And we still do that every week. <laughs> just trying something new, experiencing new things. It doesn't always have to be physical. It's not like, oh, I'm going to wear a sexy lingerie. It's nothing like that. You may think, oh, it's the same person, but we were able to stimulate each other mentally in a way that still makes it exciting. So it's just continuously exploring and also just understanding more about the BDSM community and also what BDSM is. That also is quite eye-opening for I would say the both of us. Have you guys already gone to one of the BDSM sessions together? Just like a workshop where everything is clothed on. You've done that together already? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. We did an entire podcast about it. It's so interesting. And the conclusion in a podcast, BDSM or Shimbaku, it might just be more effective than relationship therapy. There is much more communication. There is much more indicating what you like or don't like. Whereas in, in therapy, you just sit there on a couch and you just talk. But what you talk can be different than what you actually really feel or what you do. I think there's much more than only the eroticism behind BDSM. There's a lot of communication behind it. In relation to therapy, where you're being vulnerable, but you're being vulnerable with a professional. That's why I think so many people find it easy to share their mind and share what they're feeling because it is with that professional person. But I do think that being vulnerable with your partner is harder because there's more at stake. They're not being paid to listen to what you say. Mm. Just to put, put it but I think if you get to that stage, that's so great. And that's been a really important thing for us and sexually also. I think vulnerability is a yeah. key word. I just want to say. Isn't that hard for Asians though, Eden? Maybe I feel growing up Asian, you don't show any vulnerability. You always have to put up I, a strong face. You still have to do that. But after being with Greg, I definitely feel I can be more vulnerable. Mm. I just want to. I don't always want to try to pretend to be tough when I'm not tough. Do you guys have any kinky stories? You know that I always thought it was kinky to go to one of those sex farms or swingers clubs, but apparently it's not a kinky thing at all. I talk about it now regularly with friends and I also hear it on podcasts. Apparently it's just a normal thing where people just go out and have sex with other people or just watch other people to have sex. You guys can go do it. Yeah. Yeah, in Netherlands, it's actually nice to go as a couple as well. But we would probably have an agreement on what is okay, what is not okay. And then we can go and experience. You can also just be a voyeur or be watched. Or if you guys are okay experiencing with others, then that's up to two of you to agree mm -hmm. on something you are okay to do. But I do think it's a good experience. Edgar, is Simona the first Asian girl you've dated? What attracted yeah. you to her? Was it her Asian? Yes, she was the first Asian that I had a relationship with. It doesn't make sense for me to uh, make it rational. It's just a feeling that you have with someone. And I thought Simona was and is intriguing. Jammed me and she's a boss, but she's also naive a little bit. That made me fall for, for Simona. And it doesn't have anything to do with being Asian. I think she's beautiful, obviously, but I also think other girls from other races are, are beautiful so it's but beauty is only one part being asian was not a trigger i don't have yellow fever or a fetish correct there is this belief that guys fall for the same types of personalities that their moms also have do you see any similarities between your mom and eden they're both great apart from that i'm not sure i think i see that many similarities i've heard that before as well but i'm not sure i really buy it Okay, yeah. so we just debunked two myths of what girls think guys are into. One, some white guys with Asian fevers, nah. The ones that date Asian don't always have Asian fever. Two is not all guys date their moms. I think so. I yeah. mean, maybe as you grow up through life, you meet a lot of people, you're, you're influenced by a lot of people. It could be your mom, it could be your sister, it could be your friends when you're young. But maybe there's some influence of like all those people together, but I don't think it's just their mom. I think that's just too simplistic, so. Okay, points taken. Do guys usually have a list of traits or checklist before dating a girl? Not really, of course, like the overall physical 
as, as a whole plays a part, but definitely not individual things. One of the things that was so attractive about Eden is that I really respect him as a person. I'd realized in past relationships that I really needed to feel myself. How I felt about Eden, that was like a good sign. It's like a tick, but it wasn't like a trait that I was looking for. Yeah. It just needs to feel right. And that's different per person. Simona is the first Asian woman you've ever dated. Have you dated any other women from other ethnic backgrounds? And did you see any differences? I just dated Caucasian Dutch girls. The only comparison that, that I have is with completely the same background, cultural value wise, that I dated those girls and then I dated Simona. Differences are not a deal breaker for me, but there are definitely differences. I think especially the family part, where family is everything that was new to me. I think you really go that extra mile for the family. And for me, I have boundaries. I, I will go this far for my family, but then it stops. And you guys go like all the way. I think that's a big difference compared to a standard Dutch upbringing. I'd agree with that. I definitely see that with, with Eden's family. I, I know that's true about Chinese culture. My family I definitely would draw distinction. What you would do for people has limits, but it wasn't a problem. I just thought it was cool. In terms of communication with Simona, since you guys come from two different backgrounds, do you find it hard to communicate with each other from time to time? Yes. Simona is more like typical Asian, avoiding talking too much about feelings. And I am just an introvert guy. So that doesn't make it easy sometimes. From her part, it's more cultural. From my part, it's more character. I'm very Asian. You don't talk about emotions. And I think in the beginning, that's okay. We talk more nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I need to pull it out of him. I think that is better. Whereas in the beginning of a relationship, we would agree on everything. I didn't learn from my parents how to talk about your emotions, but I think you have so many friends around you and you talk to people and then you see that actually it benefits a relationship, not even your love relationship, but also a relationship with friends or your colleagues. I saw that in my friendships and then my relationships as work where if you communicate, you actually make things better rather than not talking about it because then you just internalize everything yourself and you might get frustrated, but the other party doesn't know. Maybe with age and with therapy becoming more popular and us being more aware of how important communication is and how only through communication you can get through a lot of the turmoils. Also just knowing what it is, knowing how to uh, name it. When you're young, yeah. you don't even know that this is an issue or this has a name and then you see it in the media or somebody else talks about it and you're like, oh, this is actually a thing. Okay, about learning things, Greg, how do you balance your priorities and values as a couple and as an individual. I feel like values are similar despite being from different parts of the world. How we envisage our life playing out and what we think is important morally, they're, they're put in lines. So we, we know what our priorities are. I mean, now we're engaged. For me, I feel like this year, that was a big priority. Now it's moving into a new house. I think the most important one is we know what we're doing to support each other in our own endeavors. I'm still doing my work and my musical stuff, and she's obviously doing the air collective. I see what we're both doing supports each other. Mm -hmm. And we're less of like two independents and more like partnership. Building a future together. Yeah. What about you guys? I think same answer, freedom and life. And we like to experience new things together. We both really love our families and appreciate the time that we have with friends. He likes his time alone. I like my time alone, but we also like to be together. It also helped that I lived in China for three years. 
it made me easy to understand what it means and where it comes from. So, Edgar, Simona, you guys have been in a relationship for 10 and a half years. How do you guys make it work and how do you make it exciting? What helped is that we moved around and we learned things together. We got to know new people together and we got to learn new experiences together in new countries. It feels like you can rely on each other. I don't really feel the urge to make it exciting because I think you will end up in a rat race that every time it needs to get more extreme or more exciting. I think there's beauty in just a normal day doing regular stuff together, but do it with purpose and with intention. That's really cute. Edgar, you were going to answer. It's always exciting because I have to wake up to 10 different Simona personalities that's going to show up. Simona loves kickboxing. So sometimes I'm just standing in the living room and as she just punches me full in the stomach. I'm always on my toes now. So that, that keeps it exciting for sure. <laughs> Surprise attacks. <laughs> Correct. Hey, Greg, how do you guys keep your relationship more exciting three and a half years in? Funnily enough, I got talking about kickboxing. Made me think of this thing Eden does, which is pretty exciting, where she like comes up behind me with her finger and shoves it, you know where? Yeah. When I'm, not, when I'm just making tea, that's definitely exciting. I think we both like to try and keep life not too serious be playful when we can. Of course, work has to get done. Like, I like keeping life fun, keeping it a bit light, a bit playful. Now coming to the last part, what is the one thing you tell your younger self before dating? Date a lot of girls and keep it light. Also be honest, of course. At a certain moment, you are ready to get real serious into a relationship. Just make sure that the the other person is aware of your intentions being honest and being ready and don't be an asshole and don't cheat on her greg what is your piece of advice for people looking for their life partner everything i could just said applies they work both ways you have to also just put yourself out there like to like places where you're going to meet interesting nice people and then just what ego is saying about being honest with them but also with yourself is really important so it's such cliche advice but I think that's just the way it is. If you like this episode, please give us a review on the platform that you're listening on. We would love to hear from you. And also, if you have any suggestions about what we should talk about or who we should interview, please let us know. Thank you so much.